the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Picture Radio News Hour, Joe and Jason on this Friday. And I hope it finds you well. Got the weekend coming up. Uh, the year of chaos, as we've dubbed it here at Patriot Trading Group. Man, it's the first day of March. Yep, you had that extra day this year, leap year. And March is starting off with a bang. Uh, gold right near the all-time closing high right now. April gold, $2,080. All other gold, uh, June, August, uh, October, well above 2100 Heck, February gold. 2170 this morning uh silver uh just below 23 dollars uh wall street uh gonna gonna well marginally higher today how about that marginally higher today the 10-year note is down uh four four two oh how, how could it be down right you look at the inflation data coming in hot i know i know the year over the year number was was well you know 2.8 but man when you read that re- inflation report yesterday red hot numbers and it all has to do with banking problems once again it is uh new york bank you know new york bank or you remember they they had a problem what six eight weeks ago and and said oh well you know we got a lot of losses and today their shares uh cratering down over 20 percent. i mean it's not even four dollars a share anymore uh, as news comes out, they fired the CEO uh, and admitted, hey, remember what we told you uh, before? You know, when the stock, you know, was down 50, 60 percent. Well, maybe, just maybe, maybe, maybe we didn't tell you everything, right? Maybe we didn't quite say uh, exactly all the stuff that was going on and and we had bad internal you know they're blaming it on internal controls well it's just bad this is what you have to believe in why do i say this because remember the bank failures of last year you know ironically something right around this time right right around this march time uh we started hearing about silicon valley bank Signature Bank. Right now, Signature Bank, uh, it was about $100 billion when it went under. Well, guess what bank bought that? Well, it's the bank that we're talking about today. Yes, they, they are the ones that they said, hey, you know what? You're such a great bank. Uh, you guys are, do such a great job, and, and we're going to give you the assets. New York Community Bank Corp. essentially got the pickings of Signature Bank. Now, I got I to gotta believe that before they decided 
to give it to New York Community Bank, you would think they they checked in, right? Did did you look? Right? Hey, how are you guys doing? You know, let's let's check this out. I mean, are you guys healthy? Are you in good shape? Uh, and, and and now we have to believe Jason. Apparently, a year later, well, you know. We were doing a really good job up until you let us have this other bank. And now, well, maybe we haven't been very honest. It is absolutely ridiculous. But again, this is something where, and, and this is really Wall Street. I'll be honest. This is Wall Street wanting rates to go down because they know, hey, New York Community Bank, they're not isolated. They're not a one-off. Uh, this is really throughout, especially the regional banking industry, this is a huge problem. And the only way to fix the problem, unfortunately, is to bring rates way back down again so they, they can sell assets without losing money. Yeah, it just sounds like uh, that. That's a problem that's not going away, does it, Joe? It's uh, you know, the, 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 last year, I mean, when Silicon Valley Bank sh- shut down, remember how it was just swift and sudden. Remember you know, they announced it, and then on Friday it was done. Uh, so obviously they've figured out how to slow this stuff down, but it doesn't look, you know, it doesn't look like the problems with this bank in particular that started this year. Uh, it, it, yeah, it doesn't look like it's a a, a solvable problem, does it, Joe? So. Uh, Eventually, just someone's going to have to buy them out, or they're just going to fail. And and, and the, which banks are going to follow this one, right, Joe? It's it's. You're right. March is going to be interesting. Uh, all of this uh, rolling over debt uh, makes it a lot harder for those that are trying to you know swim around in these treasuries. It's a uh, it's a it's a tricky place now. Suddenly, isn't it, Joe? It's a tricky place. You know, all, all that you know. You, how many times have you said it? Zero percent. For, for year after year after year after year, it bred this kind of bad behavior. And uh, if uh, kind of hot potato, who's going to be left holding it, you know, and, and how many hot potatoes are floating around out there too, Joe? Yeah. And, and, and this is something, again, uh, the really bad banks go first, right? Now, now we're, 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 we're talking about a situation where some of these banks, hey, I wasn't a, I wasn't a great bank, right? We, we missed... Uh, we didn't read the tea lot, the tea leaves perfectly, but we didn't do anything egregious here. But we were forced. You you put these rules in place that said, "Hey, I've got to buy X amount of tier one, tier two, tier three. and we were we we did that. Maybe we didn't hedge the great. You know, we we, we thought rates were going to stop at three percent, and we were wrong. Right, or we thought rates were, were going to go back down again, and and, and we, you know, but those were reasonable assumptions to make, and even with that, it's still not going to be enough. When we get back, we'll talk about exactly what they disclosed today, and how in the world did they not know about it last year when they gave them Signature Bank? We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour, Joe and Jason on this Friday. Uh, and again, we we talk about being diversified. This is going to be uh, just a wild, wild year. March, a very big month. Uh, we've got a Fed meeting this month uh, that we're expecting to hear. 
the winding down of quantitative tightening, uh, the reverse repo uh, coming to an end. And what is that going to mean? How about the government? Yeah, we can't even come up with a budget. I mean, the budget, the fiscal year started in October. They're now saying, well, maybe we'll do something at the end of March. I mean, the the year's already half over. Just uh, so many things to look at. And uh, we keep telling you, be diversified, be diversified, be diversified, especially what comes after, what comes after this, as uh, we we see the new uh, top of the bubble this year. Quick look in at the markets. The Dow's up 50. The S&P's up 22. The the Nasdaq's up 100. We talked about the bond market, right? The paper guys, please, please start talking about lowering rates. Uh, Forget about inflation. Crude oil, I warned you about crude oil. Did I not tell you about crude oil? Yeah, it's up a couple bucks. Uh, 80.50, Brent crude at $84. Uh, get ready uh, as the cheap end of gasoline is over, at least for, uh, at least until the winter time. Gold is now up $30. 2084 uh, at the April gold contract. Silver's up 35 cents. 2301. And if you if you got more than fifty thousand dollars, maybe you got an IRA and you're like, hey, you know what? I've done pretty good. But yeah, man, this is probably the end of the easy money here. I want to take a part of that. I I, I want to get 10.25% returns. I, I'm, I'm in for that. How do I do that? Right? I don't want, you know, something not correlated to Wall Street. Something where, you know what? I don't want to buy. Apple and Microsoft and Amazon. I hate those guys, right? I want to invest in something I can feel good about it. Check out our friends at Y-Refi. Fixed rates of return up to 10.25%. You turn your income on, you can turn it off. There's no fees if you need your money back early. Not only do you get all your principal back, they even give you some of the, I mean, they're great guys over there and gals great people over there invest why refi.com or just make it easy just call them 888-Y-REFI-24 and Jason it is interesting to see here that New York Community Bank back into the news as they they filed a regulatory filing last night that disclosed that they were less than accurate when they released those quarterly leads. Remember, they slashed the dividend and, 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 and everything was in chaos. They've identified now what they're calling more material weakness in its internal controls related to internal loan reviews as part of an assessment. Now, that's, that's a lot of big words. And what does that mean, that they've identified material weakness in internal controls related to internal loan review? Well, here's what that means. Hey, you remember how bad we told you it was six, eight weeks ago? Well, guess what? Uh... 
it's even worse than that because uh, the guys that were up there, they, they, they were giving you uh, the best-case scenario spin. Uh, didn't happen. It's actually going to be worse. They let the CEO go uh, last night, and they're saying that uh, the resulting uh, from ineffective oversight risk assessments and they're monitoring the activities it is determined that it will be unable to file here's what's interesting they're supposed to file its annual report they're not going to be able to file without unreasonable effort or expense they said that they also took a $2.4 billion hit at a, at, on a, uh, in Q4 in an annual net loss, and as well as they're going to take what they're saying, a required goodwill impairment charge. Uh, and Jason, it just seems like uh, this situation isn't going away, especially with with everybody saying, "Listen, commercial real estate isn't done." And this is this is an East Coast bank, this New York bank. It stands to reason that these guys are heavily involved in that East Coast, you know, New York, Boston, Philly, uh, th- those markets uh, with, with commercial real estate. And let's face it, remember, the Canadian pension fund said, hey, we'll sell you the thing for a dollar. Uh, you just take over uh, the debt load. We're out of here. Uh, it, it looks like things are going to get a lot worse here. Yeah, you said yesterday that the uh – People that want to buy these uh, distressed, uh, you know, financial properties for 50%, you know, 50%, that's that's investor-level buying, basically. So somebody's out there saying, okay, you know you suck, we know you suck, and you, you know you suck, you, you can't handle this, so we'll get you something that's better than nothing, because I'm going to take whatever room there is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refurbish the building, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take all the renters from the places that didn't sell to me. So there's... You better believe, Joe, that there is some some lowball buyers out there, and uh, yeah, this, this, this that kind of thing that you mentioned yesterday about fifty percent. That's that's driving the prices down. That's 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 the market and understanding the problems that you've brought to the air. Yeah, and thinking about this Macy's, uh, they're going to close one hundred and fifty stores. Right, that, that's a lot. Uh, that's a big box type realtor. That's uh, now granted, it's not office; it's more mall. Uh, then on top of that, Outback Steakhouse, right? Saying, "Hey, we're going to shut forty-one uh, locations." And of course, the Outback Steakhouse—they own, uh, I guess, it's Bloomin' Brands, as they 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 like to refer to themselves. Uh, but Outback Steakhouse is kind of the, the one, uh, the, their big entity. Uh, then I think they own uh, a few others. Yeah, Fleming's, uh, Carabas, and Bonefish uh, as well. Uh, but they're shutting 41 locations. And, and is this a start? And then Express, uh, one of, uh, you know what, that's a store. My wife and kids, they, they, they've shopped a lot at in the past at Express. Uh, and uh, they're saying they're getting ready uh, for bankruptcy. And, and I don't know. They haven't declared yet. They've hired the attorneys. 
if it's going to be a liquidation or if they're just going to be closing a large amount of stores. Uh, but, but Jason, I guess it, it's just that slow moving uh, it, and it's picking up steam now and, and getting into other parts of the commercial market. Uh, Grant Cardone, remember Grant Cardone said, listen, there's only, there's only a couple states to invest in. Texas, Florida, Arizona, uh, everywhere else, no thanks, right? That, that's, that's where that guy's at, and he's got a huge commercial real estate company. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen that guy. I've watched uh, some of his videos, and he's, uh, you know, he's he's a pretty smart guy. You know, what is it? The, uh, what, what was that thing he did? The ma- from from zero dollars, he disguised himself, make a million dollars and whatever in a month, you know, with, with right. nothing. These are guys that really understand money on, on a very deep level. And uh, when he's saying, look, I can't make money anywhere because of this, this situation, uh, that means <laughs> he's the guy that says he can make a million dollars from nothing in a month. If he's saying, I'm not going to invest anywhere but three states, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty strong statement, Joe. It's a, it's a very strong statement of, of the weakness of the markets when it comes to commercial property. So, uh, yeah, don't. Uh, be careful if you're dealing with any of that kind of stuff right now, right, Joe? Those, those those commercial properties are very, very, very distressed. Yeah, and then, uh, uh, you know, we haven't talked about, you know, there, there's going to be a, like, a major big storm in the Sierra Nevadas this week, 30 inches of snow coming, uh, and then there's there, there's this massive wildfire in Texas. Right now, it's the second largest in U.S. history on the way to be the largest. But it's funny where it is because it's right in the panhandle. Texas, right, the largest of our of the beef that's in the United States. And, and where is most of it? It's in that panhandle. And, and Jason, they're saying that, that cows have burnt, millions have burnt, but, but the, the grazing, uh, the, the, the hay barns, all, right, all of this stuff has gone up and smoke. As if beef prices weren't high enough, right? That now, now you've got this going on. I, I just told you about crude oil. Here's the funny thing. Crude oil is above 80 but spot the people, the cash markets, nobody's selling crude oil for $80 a barrel. Nobody on the cash market. It, it really is one of these things where you can just see this inflation reigniting at the same time. Here comes uh, the, 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 the banking crisis that seemingly it's slow burning, it's slow moving, uh, but it just won't go away. Yeah, yeah, you talk about uh, another pressure on inflation. Uh, it doesn't matter what you eat. Anytime anything is uh, uh, going to threaten the food supply, it affects the food prices all the way through the market. You know, if a whole bunch of vegetables were burning, Joe, a bunch of a bunch of land was, was going, you know, it was a drought and you know, a whole state full of produce going out, it affects the beef prices because people have to eat. So, uh, yeah, that, not, not a good thing. Not a good thing to hear that, uh, once again, there's things burning and, and animals dying and <laughs> it right. just seems it's to never just, stop. Just kind of weird, right? You know, it, it, it really is. And then uh, the latest now, banks saying that the $1,000 car payment is now complicating the process of people being able to get uh, auto loans Bloomberg is reporting uh, freezing out of buyers with lower credit scores who can't afford large down payments. 
and they're saying that the decline rate for auto loans has now soared uh, to to levels that we haven't seen going back, you know, to, to that financial crisis. The New York Federal Reserve says the percentage of auto loans 90 days delinquent or more is now above the pre-COVID levels. And now the banks are saying, listen, Way too many auto loans. The, the payments are over $1,000 a month. And, and now we're starting to see the bank say, you know what? Uh-uh. Not doing it. We're not giving that guy, you know what? He doesn't have, you know, his credit score is 680, 650, 670. Uh, it's not horrible, not great. No thanks, right, Jason? And, and this is a huge, huge problem when you start to sit there and uh, look at Ford. Uh, they've essentially shut down making their Ford Lightning uh, truck because there's not enough people that can afford to buy them. It sounds like a lot of defaults on the loans, and so uh, the repo man's going to get busy, right, Joe? It's, this is, uh, I don't think it's going to be on the level of the 08 housing crash where you know, things were crashing and burning in a major way. But once again, this just seems like the slow grinding you know, downward spiral of, of this market. It's just, we're not having that, that, that crash downward, but you know, everybody in the news is like, well, you got record this and record that. Look, it's all great. Yep. Well, yep. yeah. What drives the markets, the big money, not the average retail guy. Well, listen to this, the six, 60 month loan, which that's only five years. Most people aren't buying a new car with a five year loan. Let's face it. Right. They're, they're like seven, but the, 60-month loan is now at 8%. So imagine a 72-month. I mean, you got you got guys with decent credit, good credit, real good credit, and the banks are still saying, hey, we want 8%, 9%, 10% on an auto loan. Man, yeah. You can just kind of see it all slowly happening. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason on this Friday, uh, the year of chaos. You're going to get days like these. Gold's up 30, 2,085. Silver's up 40, 2,306 right now. And uh, for the last two days, we were running $20 gold pieces. At twenty one hundred and ninety five dollars, twenty or more, twenty one and eighty five dollars. I'm down to the last fifty. I don't have fifty one. I don't have fifty two. I don't have fifty five. This is it, man. Just think about this. I mean, uh, at twenty one ninety five, uh, you're a hundred and ten dollars over. That's incredible. If you buy twenty more, you want to buy all fifty? Buy them all. Twenty-one hundred and eighty-five dollars. Uh, that's that's a hundred dollars over spot. Uh, the, and that's that's just insane. But we've been fortunate. Uh, we've had a lot of selling to go with the buying, and 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 that's allowed us uh, to be uh, well under. And I keep ter- you know telling you guys, you know, gosh, this is how much. Uh, gold 20s, you know, when we sell these 50 out, unless somebody else steps forward, uh, the, the price that you're going to be paying, almost, at, almost, Jason, to the point where you're almost going to add another $100 uh, 
to to the price here. Uh, so if you guys can do it, take it. Yeah, twenty two ninety. So let's round it up. Make it easy for myself. Twenty two ninety five. You know, after we sell these fifty out, why spend twenty two ninety five? When you can spend twenty one ninety five or buy twenty or more, spend twenty one eighty five. That's that's how you really get that extra bang for the buck. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. And I, you know, it's one of those things, Jason. We are a really good indicator of the economy uh, because the people that buy gold when you buy physical gold you plan on holding it right that's the, you're 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 hedging it you're using it to hedge uh, against what's coming up and when you have to sell it before you really want to because of financial necessity that's a huge indicator and that's what we've seen i mean we've seen everything from hey i'm trying to save uh, my business. I'm trying to save my family's business. Heck, I'm just trying to pay the bills, right? I, I, I'm trying to pay my taxes. I'm trying to pay the credit card bill from the Christmas holiday. Heck, I'm just trying to keep the lights on. We've had everything across the spectrum uh, when it comes to the buying and the selling. Uh, really, Jason, since before Christmas, yeah, yeah, and and uh, gold hit record highs coming into the end of that year, didn't it, Joe? And uh, it was, it's been staying nice and high above two thousand for the first time. You know, we had two thousand gold in twenty twenty briefly, in twenty twenty one briefly, in twenty twenty two briefly, and then at the end of twenty twenty three, it, it came back and it's staying here. So it's showing its growth versus what's going on. Just like you said, Joe, it's it really is an indication of what's getting ready to happen. It's usually a leading indicator. So the the, the fact that the price is up and staying up. I mean, how many people will, will probably jump in and start buying when gold hits 21 and then moves to 22? And it's and, and here you are today with $100 off of the price of what we're going to have for next week. There's not that many coins at that price. And, yeah, you don't have to jump on today. You can wait till it goes up, and, that, and that's all fine too. But, Joe, it's just uh, every day is a good day to buy. And, and on our specials every day that we put on the air, these this is the cheapest we've got for you. So if you like the show this and you're listening is, and you're a buyer, yeah. this is what you buy. This is above and beyond a special, right? This is a this is a, a price where uh, if if you have the means, today is the day. It uh, doesn't matter what you. I mean, gold keeps going. Gold's up thirty two now. Uh, we may see twenty one hundred today. How about this? You know, it's been a while, uh, but Sh- uh, Peter Schiff was was talking about this. Remember the talk? Hey, maybe we should get rid of the penny, right? Get just. Is Penny even worth it anymore? Well, now they're saying, you know what, maybe it's time we get rid of the penny, the nickel, and the dime, Jason, and, and, and get rid of all three of these. And, and obviously not just the cost, right? The, the government, uh, the, they make it as cheaply in, in, as they can. And, and Jason... It doesn't seem to matter what the cost is. They just can't make them cheap enough. And now, let's say, have you, have you, remember back in the day, people used to, you know, you'd roll your, your change and bring it to the bank. There's bank, some banks won't even take it anymore. Nope, we don't take that stuff anymore, right? Or you, or you got to go to a certain branch. Uh, and now most people, I'm a, you know, and it happens everywhere. Where you see them at the supermarket getting whacked. 
10 and 11 percent to dump them in the Coinstar machine uh, to, yeah. to, to get some money uh, with their loose change. And now the government, uh, you know, they're talking about, hey, they, they, you know, we used to have a half cent. That used to be. Think about how inexpensive America used to be. That the one of the, the uh, very popular was the half cent coin. Yeah, you don't even need a whole penny yep. uh, to to get things done. Uh, when when that came out, but now they're saying, Jason, and again, as digital becomes the wave of the future, I wouldn't be surprised with digital. That maybe that's one thing they do do. Hey, you know what? You can still use dollar bills and stuff, but you know what? No more change, right? You, everyone's got to you know, go to the coin store, uh, the, the supermarket, and dump their change in, uh, but, but no more change uh, for anybody. Uh, I don't know. Possible. I, I know this. Uh, it, it's something where uh, the government seemingly can't find a cheap enough way to make them. Yeah, I don't think they'll get rid of the dime unless they get rid of all coins. The dime is is that uh, all, all the ones that used to be silver, the, the, the face value is way high. But the nickel and the penny, uh, it's already been 11 years since Canada got rid of their penny. They got rid of their penny in 2013. Um, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of loopholes when it comes to coins. I, I just, you know, the funny that you bring this up today because I just watched a video last night and uh, I didn't realize, but, you know, I don't use a lot of credit card, right? I don't use a lot of credit cards, but... Uh, there's these guys out there, I think months or maybe a couple years ago, they were buying the dollar coins that the Mint was making. And they'd buy tons and tons. They'd fill the credit cards up buying dollar coins. And then they'd take the coins back to their bank and they'd, they'd uh, deposit it back in there and then write the check for the, uh, the credit card bill. And then they'd have all these rewards points. This reward is free money from the rewards on the credit cards, and and it was moving a whole lot of dollar coins. It was it was costing a lot of money because it's, it's those, these are heavy things. These, these coins come in these big boxes or these bags, and they they had to change the rules. And they did. They changed the rules on how many coins you could buy with credit. And uh, so the coins are definitely uh, an issue when it comes to the Federal Reserve System, isn't it, Joe? It's a little cumbersome and heavy and. There's loopholes and, and there's more money in the metals and, and the nickel and the penny. So it's, it's yeah, it's, uh, I, I like the coins. I just, uh, it's, I know they're going away at some point. Well, I've got an update now. The Fed's starting to leak details of how they're going to end quantitative tightening. 800-951-0592, Joe and Jason on this Friday. Gold's up $32, 2087, uh, the last of the 20s. However, we have whatever we have left now, 1 through 19, 2195, 20 or more, 2185. I'm looking at so um, I I got a link up to Wall Street so I have all the co- gold contracts up to February of next year February of next year's contract it's already at 2178 I mean so I mean you're almost buying a 20 uh for what the gold con- February gold contract is right now think about this a miner with gold that's still in the ground can lock in today uh, for delivery in February for what you're buying a $20 gold piece for today. 800-951-0592. Very interesting. 
Christopher Waller today, he's one of our Fed governors, was talking about quantitative tightening around the globe, what we have learned. It was a forum in New York talking about ending quantitative tightening. He made some interesting comments. First, he would like to see the the Fed's holding of mortgage-backed securities go to zero. So uh, what what Waller is saying is, hey, we're going to keep selling the, the real estate stuff. Right. Think about it, those are big losers, right? Because those are the Fed's holding mortgages that are, you know, you know, high twos, low threes, right? They're, they're big money losers. But he's like, you know, we really shouldn't be holding real estate. But it's what he said about the treasuries, which is the bulk of it. He says that the Fed should dump. Their longer-term holdings and hold on to the short ones. Now, part of it is because, like I said, the amount of debt rolling over. There's so much short-term debt out there; uh, it's be, it's becoming a really big problem. So he's indicated that the Fed is aware of this and that they may be dumping all their longer-dated maturities instead. And Jason, that's going to make the yield curve even steeper, right? I mean, think about it. We've already got this inverted yield curve. If the Fed says, hey, listen, we're just going to keep buying the short-dated stuff and dumping the longer-term debt, could you imagine how ugly some of these longer-term debt auctions become? Uh, and they're already bad. But remember, this week was a change, wasn't it? We had two really bad short-term auctions, and that's kind of new. One was a two-year auction. The other was a five-year auction. Uh, But, but Jason, Waller kind of, this is what the Fed does. They give hints to the markets of what they're going to do, and it looks like what they're going to do is steepen the yield curve even further. Uh, which really, in, in my mind, I'm just thinking, man, that means higher mortgage rates, right? Higher auto loan rates, higher credit card rates. But at the same time, the Fed is acknowledging, man, we've got way too much short-term debt out in the market. We, we uh, It rolls over too fast, right, Jason? And all of a sudden, we've got to roll over $10, $11 trillion this year. Uh, we gotta we gotta get some of this longer term debt uh, more out in the marketplace uh, to alleviate these problems. But it, this is really this news is really part of what's driving the gold price, along with what's going on, obviously with New York Bank Corp back in the news that says, hey, things are a lot worse than we, what we originally said. Once once again, it's always always not as good. It's always a little worse news. Always doesn't sound so good. And one, I'll just keep pointing out: all these asset classes are reaching their all-time highs. You know, it's this is the kind of things you hear when when a big, huge uh, burst in the cycle, a big crash in the markets happens. All these all these assets, oh, they're all so high that everything's you know, worth so much. Well, because there's big money moving around right now. 
But Joe, you keep coming on the air. It's like, here's this thing. This doesn't look good. And here's this thing. Well, we just talked about commercial property earlier. That doesn't look good. You know, we, we knew that, but you're, you, we went deeper into it. And how can asset prices be so rosy and big and in record levels when all of this underlying uh, information is saying it looks really bad? It's because the big money's moving. The big money moves the markets. And this is why you buy gold and silver. This is why you stay safe because if you're over too much in this stock or you're too much in this other thing and then the big money pulls out, there goes whatever position you think you had and whatever asset that you thought that this is a great investment. You better be sure that your money and any of that, that riskier stuff is, is stable because when the big money moves out, it's gone. It's gone. And can you wait for it to go back to that position? You know, I, I've said this many times on the air, but uh, when the markets went down in 1929, they didn't come back for 28 years. They didn't get back to the highs of 1929 for 28 years. In 1968, the market, the S&P went down from its high in 1968. It took 25 years for the S&P to get back to its 1993 level. So now that we have this melt-up in, in the market, it's, you know, and I was very suspicious. I think maybe sometime last year I said, look, it will probably push. The market's probably pushed to a higher high and maybe get to record highs. But beware, because when it goes down this time with this, this great reset that they're planning uh, monetarily, you may not see the S&P 500 come back for 10 years or 20 years. Right, Joe? It's, it's, it's a very tricky place to be, and gold and silver is not tricky. It's the only asset that doesn't completely crash and burn like a lot of things. It's not an Enron stock, right, Joe? Yeah, absolutely. 800 951 Patriot Radio News Hour. Wrap it up the week when we get back. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason uh, wrapping up the week here. Uh, gold's now up thirty five dollars uh, to two thousand ninety. Two thousand ninety. Uh, now on gold, uh, this would uh, eclipse its previous all time record high close. Silver now up uh, forty five cents. Uh, $23.15 on silver right now. Uh, the stock market pretty muted today. The, the Dow's up 30. Uh, the S&P's up 20. The Nasdaq's up 100 uh, as uh, bonds are lower today. Coming off the lows, as Christopher Waller now saying, hey, we're going to, I want us to keep dumping mortgages and at the same time, which obviously is going to make mortgage rates stay high, at the same time, we're going to have to sell long-dated maturities as we stop uh, shrinking the amount. They're, they're, they're going to start quantitative, I guess, the easing of quantitative tightening, but with a twist, it appears, where they're only going to be dumping their longer-dated maturities, uh, which is going to steepen the yield curve, which just, in my mind, doesn't make any sense, right? We're already in the longest inverted yield curve ever. The two previous longest ones, the financial crisis and the Great Depression. But, Jason, I have a feeling 
They're, they're, they're doing this because it would put more stress on the bond market with if they started dumping all these shorter dated maturities uh, that that it's just going to cause even more stress in the following years, right? If they started dumping all their one-year and two-year notes, uh, well, all that's going to do is create an even bigger problem, right, in 2025 and 2026. Uh, and now saying that may, they, they may not have a choice. They may have to make the yield curve uh, inversion go even steeper. Yeah, wow. And you're right, because that yield curve happened a long time ago, right? And it's, uh, so we haven't seen <laughs> traditionally the markets uh, go the wrong way. But uh, once I just, you know, I'm going to keep saying it's, it's 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 a slow market crash. I've been saying this uh, for for uh, I guess two years now. But uh, the the yield curve should have shown the market's uh, weakness uh, out by now. But uh, you know, the the Fed. The Fed's pretty. Uh, they, I think they have a good idea what's actually going on. What did they say? What do they keep saying? Soft landing, soft landing, and we're, you know we're not going to do this, or we are going to do it. They actually have been at least doing in this last cycle the things they say they're going to do, and uh, soft landing as well, raising rates but not breaking things. You know, I think there's some money floating around. They have all these, oh, all these little places. They have the reverse repo, and they have this facility and that facility. They have all these places to to hide the money and push the money and. And they've been manipulating, but Joe, we know that there's, they know that there's a problem. They're manipulating it in this way, in this slow fashion for a reason. There must be, they must be really, really, really helping out their big friends, Joe. They must yeah, be, they must be helping out their big friends. Something's weird. By the way, I misspoke. It's 10 feet of snow uh, in the Sierra Nevada. So for those, wow. that's, that's like Tahoe. Right, yeah, yeah, Lake Tahoe. Uh, you better, you better brace it there. <laughs> wow, ten feet of snow. Hey, it'll be great when it melts, though, right? Well, uh, actually, probably flood everywhere. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Twenty dollar gold pieces. Are you kidding me? One through nineteen, twenty one ninety five. Twenty or more now, less than a hundred dollars over spot at twenty one eighty five. God bless everybody. Have a great weekend. Jason and I, we're coming right back with our Half Empty Cup show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.